We're wrapping up a series called He Said What, and I want to talk to you today about do what, and I want us to look at John chapter 13 today, and keep your Bibles open there. We're going to spend all of our time unpacking John chapter number 13. As a launching point for the message, I want us to pick up reading in John 13 and verse number 14 through 17. Jesus said these words, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. And the disciples said, Do what? Wash feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You will be blessed if you wash feet. You will be blessed if you serve one another. I, I want to begin today's message by talking about what Jesus did. Let's zoom in on what Jesus did. Look with me in John 13, picking up in verse number 4. Scripture says, So he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Notice what Jesus did. Scripture says that he got up from the mill, got up from the mill. The first thing that Jesus did was to leave his comfort zone. He, he left his comfortable, comfortable place around the table preparing to eat dinner to do a very uncomfortable job. In those days, it was the custom that before they ate the meal, they would wash one another's feet. Now, I'm glad we have our own custom and we wash our hands because that makes more sense to me. But in their day, those days, they, they washed feet before they ate the meal. And, and this task was, was usually given to the lowest slave. It was given to the lowest servant of the house. I mean, you wouldn't see somebody of royalty. You wouldn't see somebody of majesty. You wouldn't see somebody of Jesus' stature washing feet. This was relegated to the lowest slave in the house. I mean, no doubt about it, this was a very unpleasant job. Nobody, I mean, nobody enjoys smelling and touching sweaty, stinky, funky, nasty feet. Can I get an amen? I mean, think about it. In those days, they didn't have pedicures. In those days, they didn't have medicine for athletes' feet. In those days, they, they, didn't, have, they didn't have foot locker to go get a nice pair of shoes and socks. No, they had to wear some, some, some sandals that were not up to par to what we have today. And on top of not having great footwear, they walked everywhere. I mean, can you imagine what the disciples' feet looked like? Funky feet? You see, let, let me show you. Here's what the Apostle Luke's feet looked like. Check this out. Here, here's what the Apostle Matthew's feet looked like. This is what the Apostle John's feet look like right here. This is the Apostle Thomas's feet. 
And here's our boy Peter's feet right here. And, and, and here's your grandma's feet right here. <laughs> that puts a whole new meaning on washing feet, doesn't it, man? <laughs> and, and Jesus, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He left a comfortable place to do a very uncomfortable job. There, there's a second thing that I want you to notice, what Jesus did. Number two is this. He took off his outer clothing. Je- Jesus teaches us a, a very powerful lesson here. To serve others, we have to lay something aside. And just like Jesus, we have to subtract something from, from our life so that we can add something to somebody else's life. And Jesus subtracted the garment from his life so that he could serve and add value to somebody else's life. And and I just wonder today, what is the thing that you need to subtract from your life so that you can serve, so that you can wash feet, so that you can be a blessing to somebody else? Perhaps it's financially you need to subtract so that you can invest in somebody else's life and be a blessing. Perhaps it's an idea and you're using and leveraging all your ideas on yourself. But you need to begin to use them on somebody else and be a blessing. Perhaps it's your energy that you're using only on yourself and you could turn some of that energy to somebody else. Perhaps it's the greatest commodity that we all have. And the greatest commodity that we all possess is our time. And instead of using your time only on you, only on what you want, only on your family, you you could subtract some of that time from your life. And use it to add value and to serve and to bless somebody else's life. Jesus took off his outer clothing. He, he, he subtracted it from his life to be a blessing to somebody else's life. There's a third thing that I want you to notice. What Jesus did. Number three is this. He began, he, he, he poured water into a basin and began. He began. Everybody shout began. I, I, I like that. At some point, we have to begin serving others. We can't think about serving others and make a difference. We can't talk about serving others and make a difference. We can't just pray about serving others and make a difference. The only way that you and I can make a tremendous difference in somebody's life is we have to begin. We have to serve. We have to wash feet. And I want you to notice something about our Lord and Savior. Jesus didn't give his disciples a lecture on serving. He gave them an example. He didn't give them a theology on serving. He didn't give them a doctrine on serving. He didn't give them a Bible verse on serving. He gave them an example, and he sat down, and he washed their feet. It's not good enough for us to talk about it. It's not good enough for us to pray about it. It's not good enough enough for us to think about serving others. For us to be like Christ, we have to actually begin. We have to start. We have to do it. That's the example Jesus gave us, what Jesus did. There's a second thing that I want you to notice, and that's what Jesus knew. What Jesus knew. Number one is this. Jesus knew he was getting ready to die. Notice this in John chapter 13, verse number one. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew. Notice that Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Jesus knew he was rapidly approaching the most important moments 
of his life. And as Jesus sat around the table preparing to eat with his disciples, he knew that he was getting ready to experience the next day, the very next day, he was going to experience pain like never before, agony like never before as he dies on the cross of Calvary. Question, if you knew that tomorrow you were going to die a painful, horrific death, what would be the focus of your life if you knew that tomorrow you were going to die a painful death? Perhaps your focus would be on your family. Perhaps you, you would be focused on your own wants and your own needs. Perhaps as you knew you were going to die tomorrow, you would be, you, you, you would be focused on, 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 on the pain and the agony and the turmoil you were getting ready to experience. And Jesus, as, as he is approaching death, he reminds us of what the Christian life is all about. And that's serving one another. And as Jesus knew, he, he knew that, that, that tomorrow I'm going to die. T tomorrow they're going to put nails in my hands and my feet. Tomorrow they're going to put a spear in my side. Tomorrow they're going to put a crown of thorns on my head. Tomorrow they're going to pluck the hair out of my beard. Tomorrow they're going to spit up on me and punch me. Tomorrow I'm going to face pain like never before. And instead of focusing on the pain and focusing on himself, Jesus teaches us a powerful lesson. At the most crucial time of his life, he was still focused on others. Because the Christian life is a life of service. He knew he would die, but he washed his disciples' feet. There's a second thing that I want you to see. Jesus knew his power. He knew his power. Look at John 13, verse number 3 and 4. Jesus knew he knew that the Father had put all things under his power. He knew that he had all authority and that he had come from God. He knew that he had come from God. He knew that he was the Son of God. And he was returning to God, the Bible says. He knew that he was headed back to glory. He knew that he was going to sit at the right hand of the Father in majesty. And notice this. He knew the power he had. He knew he came from God. He knew he was going back to God. Verse 4. So, so. He got up from the mill, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Jesus knew that he was the king of kings. He knew that he was the Lord of lords. He knew that he was the ruler. He knew that he was the creator. He knew that he was the sustainer of life. And though he knew all the power that he had, he still bowed his knee, picked up the towel, and washed his disciples' feet. He knew his authority. He knew his power. And yet he didn't have one ounce of pride. He did not have one ounce of arrogance, in, uh, uh, being arrogant in his heart. It was not in his heart. You know what Jesus knew? Jesus knew that the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of all. You see, friends, it's not great men and women who will not serve others. It's insecure prideful and arrogant men and women who won't pick up the towel and wash feet. I mean, don't you know who I am? You want me to wash feet? You want me to help? I mean, don't you know who I, I'm important? I, I got a good job. People know me. Don't you know I'm popular? People know who I am. 
I make a lot of money. I run the company. You want me to do what? Don't you know who I am? And Jesus would say, don't you know who I am? I'm the creator of heaven and earth. I made you and given you life. I'm the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the ruler. I'm the Lord of lords. I'm the king of kings. I, I am that I am. And yet I lay aside my authority and power to wash feet. Because Jesus knew something. He knew, he knew that being great in the kingdom of God has nothing to do with your power, with your title, with your accolades, with your money, with your position. Jesus knew being great in God's eyes, in his Father's eyes, was being the servant of all. He knew his authority. And yet, he washed the disciples' feet. There's a, a third thing that I want you to see here. Jesus knew some of his disciples were knuckleheads. He, he knew that. He knew they were knuckleheads. Don't have time right now to unpack this, but first of all, there was, there were, there was Peter. And Peter, actually in this portion of Scripture, he told Jesus, don't wash my feet. Don't, don't do that. I mean, he was responding. There were, there were times that Peter had knucklehead moments like all of us. But I don't want to zoom in on Peter. I want to focus on Judas. Notice in John chapter 13 and verse 2. The evening meal was being served. And the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. The man that Jesus invested in for three and a half years is getting ready to betray him. And notice verse Number 11 in John 13. For he knew. Jesus knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. And friends, Jesus washed the feet of a man who was getting ready to stab him in his back. Jesus knew that serving wasn't about getting something back from someone. He knew it wasn't about what can I get in return. Jesus knew that serving was about ministering and helping imperfect people. And friends, just like Jesus, you and I have to learn to serve, help, and minister to imperfect people. Can I tell you, there are some people, not only in the world but in the church, that can be rude, that can be mean, that can be hateful. That can be ungrateful. How many of you sit next to somebody like that? Don't, don't raise your hand. Don't, 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 don't do that. Some people can take advantage of us, but we are still called to serve, to help, and to bless imperfect people with a great spirit and a great attitude. One person said, I would enjoy the ministry. If it wasn't for the people, that person doesn't get it. That, 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 listen, when it comes to people, you have to understand that humanity is flawed. Humanity is not perfect. Human beings can be knuckleheads at times. We all have our knuckleheads moments, but that doesn't disqualify us. That shouldn't stop us from serving and washing one another's feet. Listen, if you're gonna, if you're waiting for perfect people to begin to serve, you're never going to serve. And Jesus teaches us a valuable lesson. Yes, I know He's gonna stab me in my back. Yes, I know 
He's a knucklehead. But listen, it's not about what I can get in return. It's about serving and washing feet. He's going to stab me in my back tomorrow. But I pick up the towel. And I wash his feet with a great spirit and a great attitude. There's a third thing that I want you to notice. First, we looked at what Jesus did. Second of all, we looked at what Jesus knew. Third of all, let's look at what Jesus taught. What Jesus taught. Number one is this. He teaches that serving makes us like Christ. Notice this in John chapter 13. Verse number 13, he says, you call me teacher and Lord. And rightly so, for that is what I am. I am your teacher. I am your Lord. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, now that I, your master, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. Hey, hey, fellas. Hey, boys. Hey, John. Peter, Peter, listen, 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 listen. I'm your teacher. I'm your Lord. And listen, you want to be like me? You want to be my follower? You see what I just did? You do the same thing. You want to be like me? You wash one another's feet. You serve one another. Notice what Jesus says, verse 15. I have set you an example. I didn't talk about it. I didn't pray about it. I didn't think about it. I didn't write a theology about it. No, I, I did it. I set you an example. I washed your feet that you should do as I have done for you. You got that, boys? Well, 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 now, Lord, don't you know? I mean, don't you know who I am, Jesus? I mean, I'm Dr. Luke. I, I've cast out demons. I, I've healed the sick. I mean, don't you know my gifts and my talents? What you want me to watch? I mean, don't you know, Lord, who I am? Jesus said, I tell you the truth, verse 16, no servant is greater than his master. I'm your master. I'm the king of kings. I mean, don't, don't think more highly of yourself than you all do. Nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Listen, I'm sending you out. You're my messenger. I'm your Lord. I'm your king, and I'm sending you out. And listen, the messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. Quit quit being puffed up. Don't be puffed up. Don't think more highly of yourself. Don't think that you can't wash feet because of a position. Verse 17, Jesus says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. You'll be blessed if you serve one another. You'll be blessed if you wash feet. I mean, if you want to know the real blessing of following God, wash feet. If you want to know the joy of following God, serve others. If you want to experience a rich, deep relationship with Christ, learn to pick up the towel and to help bless and minister to somebody else. You see, friends, the real blessing is not being served, but serving others. And if our experience in Christ is only about us getting our needs met, we've missed something huge about following God. If our experience in Christ is only about us getting what we want out of church, we've missed something huge about being a follower of Jesus Christ. You see, friends, the greatest tragedy that happens to humanity is for a person never to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And the second greatest tragedy that happens to humanity is for a person to experience God's love, God's grace, and God's forgiveness, and to somehow think that it's all about them. That is tragic. And Jesus says, you want to be like me? You want to be my follower? 
wash feet, serve others. Realize that it's not all about you. There's, there's a second thing that I, that I want you to see. First of all, Jesus teaches us that serving makes us like Christ. And if we want to experience the real blessing and joy, we have to learn to serve one another to be like our Lord and Savior. Second of all, serving is about loving people. It's about loving people. Let's go back to verse number 1 in John 13. The scripture says, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Notice this, having loved, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. I want to show you, fellas, the full extent of my love. Fellas, the thing that, that is motivating me to wash your feet, the thing that is driving me to wash your feet is love. It's because I, I love you. I love people. And friends, you and I, we should serve because the love of God is in our hearts. Can I tell you that when the love of God is in our hearts, it compels us to help people. When the love of God is in our hearts, it compels us to love and to minister to people. When the love of God is really in our hearts, it compels us to pick up the towel, to bow the knee, and to wash each other's feet. Because see, when we really love God, it causes us to really love there was a wealthy American who traveled and he went to Southeast Asia and he told this story of how he was visiting a hospital in Southeast Asia. And when he entered, he saw a young missionary nurse cleaning the sores of a sick, dirty, elderly man who had been lying in the gutter. The wealthy man said to the nurse, I wouldn't do that. For a million dollars. The nurse answered quietly and firmly. Neither would I. Neither. Would I. Because you don't get an old man. Out of the gutter. Who's sick. And filthy. And clean him up for a million dollars. That's not what motivates people to serve. It's love. I'm helping him because because of love. I, I minister because of love. I, I help people because I'm motivated by the love of God to be a blessing to others. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for those of you who wash feet here at this church. I think about our parking lot team and I appreciate those men. They're, they're out there week after week. They're out there when it rains. They're out there when it's sunshiny. They're out there when it's 100 degrees. They're out there when it's 20 below. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often here. Amen. But they're out there. Washing. I wish you all could hear. I mean, you guys think this is church up here. Can I tell you, when people come here, what they talk about the most when we do our first time guest calls is how somebody was nice to them in the parking lot and how there was a greeter here who smiled at them and somebody handed a bulletin to them. They talk about the friendliness that you all put off because you're here and you're washing feet. I, I say thank you so much to those of you in the junior high who helped launch the junior high experience. 
thank you. We, we have volunteers that say, I'll step up. I'll wash feet to make a difference in our sixth to eighth grade students. And we were able to launch a junior high experience because somebody was willing to wash feet. I, I say thank you to all the leaders who are serving in our youth department on Wednesday nights. And, and you're investing in a student. It could be about you. And you're busy. And you got a family. you got work. And you got a life. But yet you set aside time to wash feet. And I say thank you. And, and the Lord will bless you because of it. I say, I say thank you to all of you that are serving here on the stage, singing songs, running cameras, back in the media room, making it all happen, five, six, eight volunteers running at the sound. Thank you for washing feet. And listen, we want to put together 52 unforgettable experience. Every single Sunday is an unforgettable experience, and you are helping to put it on by washing feet. Thank you, community group leaders. Thank you, those of you that are, re- are, that are doing the Bible studies on Wednesday night. Thank you for washing feet. You are making a difference. I want to say a huge thank you to those who, of, of you who serve in the kids' ministry. You, you are making a difference. And I want to thank you because I realized that over the last several months that not only are you serving imperfect people, not talking about just the kids, amen, everybody, all of us, serving imperfect people, but we put you in some imperfect conditions. I mean, for a couple of months there, you showed up. We were renovating. You didn't know what class you were, go- you were going to be in. You, we were moving you all, all over the place, and, and you didn't know what was going on. We had you in all kinds of conditions. Thank you. And you did it with a smile. And you showed up on time and helped and served. Thank you for washing feet in a great spirit and a great... Thank you for investing in our kids. And, and here's what I'm asking. Here's what I'm asking. Here's what I want to see take place is I want to see many more of you get plugged into washing feet. Listen, the reason that I do this a couple of times a year is not to fill slots. I so deeply believe that to be a real follower of Jesus Christ, we got to serve. I believe we got to wash feet. I believe it's our call and it's our mandate to wash one another's feet, to serve one another. And I want to give you the opportunity to experience the deep, rich blessings that you only experience through serving one another. What I want you to do is grab this ministry card. It's in the back of the seat pockets. It says ministry sign-up card. Which ministry fits you? I want you to grab this card. I only want you to fill it out if you're not plugged into a ministry. If you're plugged in, don't fill out the card. But if you're not, maybe you're brand new here, been coming a month or two, three months. Maybe you've been coming a year, two years. It's your time to get plugged in. Don't need to think about it. Don't need to pray about it. Don't need to, don't need to ponder on it. It's time to do what Jesus did. And that's the wash feet. Here's what I want you to do to fill this out completely. Please print the information as clearly as possible. Check this date you want to start serving, either September the 6th in two weeks or September the 13th in three weeks. On the back of the card, list the ministries to get involved in. And I want you either to check a box on the back. The easiest thing to do is it says ministry number one on the front of the card. Put down the ministry you want to get involved in. Maybe that ministry gets full and... There's another area that you would love to serve in. Put down ministry number two, your second option of where you would like to serve. And we're going to give you a call in this week to get you plugged in to washing feet. Let me tell you, as your pastor, what I would love to see happen. I would love to see about 30 people step up in this experience and start to serve in our kids' ministry. Here's what I really want to see. I want to see some men. We've got some men, but I want to see more men that will step up and go back in the kids' ministry and show a kid who doesn't have a father, who doesn't have a dad, who's going to say, this is what a man of God looks like. This is what men do. This is a real man. And you'll step up and invest 
in the life of us. I want some, some leaders, some men and women who will step up and serve in our youth ministry and say, you know what, Pastor? I want to help a broken teenager who's going through a broken life and, and been having the hard times. I want to help put their life back together again. I want to be there to minister to them during tough times. I want some people that will make that sacrifice and wash some feet. I would love to see many of you get plugged into our youth and kids ministry. You have a passion for the media ministry, passion for our first impressions, usher, greeter. Would you fill this card out? We're going to pray. Then we're going to sing this song. Please don't slip out yet. I want to show you a powerful video in just a few moments. Don't slip out. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you're speaking to us. We're not going to delay.